Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Podcast. Now, a lot of people were calling football dead after the handball against Eric Dyer against Newcastle, but a lot of FPL teams are also placed on life support after game week three, a really tough game week for so, so many. Um, that's going to be on this um, discussion for today, alongside some absolutely top-notch classes, last-minute winners, some horrendous handball decisions, and the Foxes on fire. But first of all, before we do anything else, we just want to put out a little quick PSA um, to say, have you joined our league? You need to do so if you want to get involved. You've got two more game weeks to do so because the entry closes after the conclusion of game week five. So you want to join it. If you do, join with the code WNZJDI. That's WNZJDI. So, Elliot, off the back of those results, what do you think are the three biggest shocks of the weekend in the Premier League? Well, I think results-wise, obviously, we'll talk a lot about the handballs and what everyone's had to say about that. But results-wise, I think the first one for me was West Brom 3, Chelsea 3. Chelsea travelled to the Hawthorns and faced an out-of-form West Brom side that were yet to pick up any points so far this season. Slavon Bilic's side got off to a dream start with a goal inside four minutes from former Sheffield United man Callum Robinson. And to his delight, he doubled West Brom's lead by scoring again in the 25th minute. Uh, further delight for the baggies as Paul Markin allowed Kyle Bartley to sneak an unnoticed at the back post for West Brom and score a simple tap-in. However, Frank Lampard's men came out all guns blazing second half where a 25-yard screamer from young boy Mason Mount gave the Blues a glimmer of hope, which was then followed up 15 minutes later by Calm Hudson-Odoi, who netted his second ever Premier League goal. And then in the 93rd minute, to Chelsea's delight, the baggies were unable to properly clear away the ball from a Chelsea set piece and Tammy Abraham was able to tap one in from five yards, leading to both sides earning themselves a well-earned point in a six-goal thriller. My second main talking point for the weekend was West Ham 4, Wolves nil. Nuno's men travelled to the London Stadium to face a West Ham side who, like West Brom, were yet to pick up points this season. It looked to be an exciting day for Wolves with new boy Nelson Semedo earning his first Premier League start in a Wolves shirt. However, things got off to a horror start for them as a quick free kick from Pablo Fornal slipped in Jared Bowen where he netted his first goal of the season. It then went from bad to worse for Wolves as a shot rebounding off the post from Pablo Fornals fell right to the feet of Jared Bowen, allowing him to score his second of the evening. Shortly after, a corner was whipped in by Aaron Cresswell, which found the head of Thomas Suchek, who nodded the ball into Wolves' number nine, Raul Jimenez, who unfortunately scored an own goal. And then the finishing blow for Wolves was delivered in the 93rd minute as Frenchman Sebastian Allaire netted for the Irons, making it a thumping 4-0 victory and the first points of West Ham's season. And finally, my third talking point of the weekend was Leicester 5, Man City 2. As Ollie said, Fox is flying. However, the Foxes' visit to the Etihad couldn't have started any worse for them as former Leicester man Riyad Mahrez scored for Man City inside four minutes as he hit a delightful half volley into the top left of Schmeichel's goal. However, this lead didn't last as Vardy steamed forward into the Man City box and was dragged down by former international teammate Carl Walker. Vardy then converted the penalty in style to bring the game back level into the second half and Leicester find themselves on the break yet again. A smart ball from the new Belgian left-back Castagna and an even smart finish from the Englishman Jamie Vardy pulls the Foxes ahead. Only minutes later, Vardy is bundled over in the box for the second time, this time by Eric Garcia. 
which Edison fails to save the penalty again, extending Leicester's lead to three goals. All of the three goals coming from Jamie Vardy. Then in the 76th minute, the goal of the weekend, in my opinion, was scored by James Madison as he had a beautiful shot curled into the top right of Edison's goal, which was a special strike even by his standards. Then early into the 83rd minute, Nathan Ake scored his first goal in City Colours. However, this ended up not being enough to spark a comeback as Benjamin Mendy gifted Leicester their third penalty of the game, which Yuri Tielemans converted to make it a seven-goal thriller, ending 5-2 to Leicester City. D.I. Now, just quickly, we're just going to go through the results from game week three. It started with an absolute bang with the early kickoff at the Amex. Um, a penalty after the final whistle was given, after a handball, which was calmly tucked away, by Bruno Fernandes leaving. Mopre going from fake crying to actual crying after the full-time whistle. He got a taste of his own medicine and Manchester United left the South Coast with all three points. Uh, moving on to the 12 o'clock kickoff, or in our time, the three o'clock kickoff, obviously, local time. Uh, Everton got a win uh, with the odd goal in 3-2-1 away at Selhurst Park. Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison, a couple of men that the um, guru talked up earlier on, got themselves on the score sheet and checked Kiate also scored for Palace in that one. Then um, the late game on Saturday saw West Brom and Chelsea. West Brom absolutely raced off the blocks, raced to a 3-0 lead thanks to a double from ex-Preston frontman Callum Robinson. Carl Bartley, the centre-back, also got a rare goal there. And then Chelsea fought back in the second half. Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount and Callum Hudson-Odoi saving Frank Lampard's blushes. Burnley-Southampton, it really kick-started my game week off well. More on that later, though. Danny Ings with the only goal against his former club, going back to haunt the Turf Moor outfit. Che Adams was the man who got the assist there. Now, the first Yorkshire derby in the Premier League since May 2001. For context, Leeds won that game 6-1 on that day against Bradford with Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka among the scorers. This time, it was Patrick Bamford with a late header. Brilliant header after a good ball in. Across Aaron Ramsdale, he could do nothing about it. And they took all three points against Sheffield United. So they get the bragging rights in the White Rose. Now, the talking point of the week, really, for being serious, was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham absolutely bossed that game at, um, in North London before a late penalty to Callum Wilson. He took that home and Elliot was absolutely buzzing with that one. It was playing the Callum Wilson song, which if you don't know where that is, if you want to look for it, find it. He was absolutely buzzing with an, the most undeserved points I've ever seen in my life. But he didn't care. Now, the next game was came out of nowhere, really, didn't it? Mares put Man City up really early on against his former club after a poor header from James Justin. But three penalties, two tucked away by Jamie Vardy and another one from Yuri Tielemans, the Belgian, and also a cracking goal, an early contender for goal of the season from James Madison, powered Leicester to a 5-2 win away at the Etihad. Imagine saying that before kickoff. You'd have been called mental. Um, another massive win was at the London Stadium, West Ham 4 Wolves nil. Sebastian Allaire getting a goal, but Jared Bowen was the star of the show. Pablo Fornals also getting two assists as a playmaker. Um, two promoted sides, or rather, no, Villa just stayed up rather, but Fulham promoted and they're getting a real, real tough time. They started off poorly. Scott Parker in a bit of trouble. Three goals. Villa won by there. 3-0. Hurrihan, Grealish and Tyrone Mings scoring there. And to round off the game week, Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1, Sadio Mane Robertson and Diogo Jota, the new signing with goals for the Reds. And then the Gunners had a goal through Lacazette. So there are the results from game week three. Let's get on to fantasy. So here with us today are the usual. We've got uh, the guru himself who um, has had a bit of a fall from grace. We've called 
in the uh, podcast. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. Matt, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Ollie. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best FPL week, um, but look, we'll we'll go through that a bit later. But I'm still uh, I'm, I'm buzzing with the Spurs win this morning. I'm still a bit uh, sour about the the Newcastle decision on the weekend. But apart from that, I'm good. Of course, you would be. We're recording this on Wednesday night over here. So if you've just had the Tottenham-Chelsea game, Tottenham, of course, winning on pens, a bit more Carabao Cup action to come this weekend. So I'm going to hold off my transfers. But then again, more on that later. Jack from Esports Live, another one who's obviously always on the podcast, a regular. How are you, mate? Very well, Ollie. And yourself, buddy? Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. Cracking stuff, Obviously, mate. United getting uh, back onto the winning ways. You must be buzzing with that. United are back, even if we have to wait till after the full-time whistle to get three points. It is We are back and Bruno, the Iceman, um, has got us back in uh, smiling again for one week at least. Gee, I thought you were going to sound like Rio Ferdinand after saying United are back. I thought you were going to go on one of those rounds <laughs> like we did first game after the PSG game last season, but big win for them. And obviously, Elliot, you're the beneficiary of a uh, of an of a unlucky thing for Tottenham, but... Um, Good point by your terms. In FPL terms, how did you get on this week? Well, this week I didn't have the best game week, but I didn't also have the worst game week. I finished on 42 points, which the average was 43. So I'm always a bit disappointed if I don't score level or above the average. It was the first week that I've finished below the average this season so far. But as you said before, kickstarting with Southampton with a 1-0 away win to Burnley, you know, clean sheet for both McCarthy and Carl Walker-Peters really got me off to a good start and then Hammers played in the next game who didn't play a bad game himself he was quite a magician in the midfield but unfortunately he wasn't able to get anything of FPL notice and then on to Wolves I, I don't even want to talk about Wolves I don't understand what has happened Jimenez who I got in this week was unlucky to score an own goal I didn't think it was an own goal Suchek's header was already flying in but they marked it down as a him and his own goal, so he got me zero points. And then Son, Doherty and Kane, who I was delighted to see blank, which is not something you'll often hear people say, but obviously didn't want them getting anywhere near the score sheet. Son obviously hit the bar and the post. Doherty conceded late to lose his clean sheet. Harry Kane did get an assist, who is my captain. Obviously, if I could have taken that away, I would have, but... You know, a point that we didn't deserve is better than no points at all. James Justin didn't play a bad game himself as well for Leicester, but you concede two against Man City as a defender and you don't do anything attacking-wise. You're not going to get any points. And then Van Dijk, again, you know, they conceded to Arsenal. So if he's not going to score or assist, he's not going to get anything. Trent, on the other hand, did assist, which I was very happy about. Getting himself back up on the numbers there, obviously one of the top assisters last season. And then Salah as well with an assist, who I was a bit disappointed to see not score. Because obviously, I think a lot of people have gone with Salah over Mane. So you don't miss out on too much there. But that capped off my 42-point game week. Not bad at all. Now, Matt, you've uh, come under fire a bit this week in the little uh, WhatsApp chat we've got. You're meant to be flying the flag for us and you're uh, letting your colours down a little bit. Uh, please elaborate. Yeah. Look, that's, that, that's what the... Uh news on the street is that I'm letting everyone down but you know it's still three game weeks in I'm, I'm all about the long game myself so look, it wasn't the uh, the best week 41 points two points below the average but look, I've got to mention it again I was probably five seconds away from four extra points for Ben Davies and Doherty was ready for four extra points plus he was sitting on two bonus points 
So, you know, I probably lost a, an extra nine or ten points with that horrible refereeing decision in the uh, in the Tottenham Newcastle game. So there's some points lost there. You know, Son he hit the bar, he hit the post. So that's a couple of goals that you know could have been. But that's fantasy league. We go again. You know, I got Rich Allison. He got me, uh, you know, a tidy little score there. Alexander Arnold with a return. Havertz finally with an assist, and McCarthy with his first clean sheet. So, look, I'll take that. Overall, it was a it was a pretty bad game week all round to come out with forty one points. I'll take that because, you know, three game weeks in, it's it's a long game. There's another uh, thirty five rounds to go. So, not not too disappointed. And the guru will uh, will strike back this weekend. Don't you worry about that. There's that fighting attitude we love now, Jack. How did you fare in comparison to the rest of us? Are you firing after that horrible opening game week? <laughs> Start, things are starting to settle down, obviously, but um, I, I still, like you boys, um, around just below the average, hit 37 points this week. It was obviously a terrible week, as you boys experienced as well. My back four contributed uh, absolutely nothing, really. Uh, they just turned up for the game. Um, and then, in obviously, in midfield... Um, Grealish was holding it together for everyone in that uh, in that last game where they got the win. Um, Salah obviously contributed in there. De Bruyne with that horrendous result that City went through um, couldn't really do much in there. And obviously, I changed up uh, the strike force. Um, I dropped Martial um, and brought in Calvert Lewin, who saved my week um, overall. So. You know, not not too disappointed uh, after everyone else's results. So that's kind of kept him um, in the mix there and just hitting below the average. But um, still in the uh, in the relegation zone of the uh, EPL league, of the FPL league that we've got, unfortunately. So just, you know, like I said, just keeping an eye on everyone down there just to scope them out so I can take advantage in, the, in this long season that we've got, playing the long game, as Matt said. Good to hear. Now, I was the only one here who uh, got above the average, and I only just got it. I was only one point above the average. I had 44. As I said, the first points I had all week were Southampton points, and I had Walker-Peters, McCarthy, and Ings up top. Just quickly, I want to address, I've changed my team after the podcast. I told everyone that I was going to take John Egan out, but I'll tell you how pedantic I am with this no Burnley rule I got in. I had Dale Stevens on my bench, who was a Brighton player, and just before he was announced as a Burnley player, I transferred him out. Brian and Gieser, who I started, um, who got me two points. Um, obviously, I've mentioned how good Southampton have been for me, but the rest all fell apart. Uh, so, Ian obviously conceded two. Good win for Leicester, but he didn't really get off scot-free. James Justin the same. He basically assisted Mares. He should have had a few extra points there, but um, didn't get anything for it, obviously. Uh, Van Dijk, again, he's the one on the chopping block for me. I think he's the one who's going to go for me this week and able to free up funds to get rid of Son. So, if, again, if he's not scoring and not keeping clean sheets, He's a bit of a waste of money back there. De Bruyne, we've touched on his horrible result. Tungman Son, how he didn't get on the score sheet. Spirited display from Carl Darlow and um, a bit of the woodwork showing up as well. I don't know how, honest, uh, honestly, I don't know how he didn't get on the score sheet, but he's injured and he's one that we're going to have to take out even if he is back after the international break. Mohamed Salah was my vice-captain. He got himself an assist. And Gisa, as I've already mentioned, blanked. Harry Kane got himself an assist. Again, how he didn't score, I will never know. And Danny Ings was absolutely flying for me. So just above the average for me. Um, the only one here who got above that. So um, even though it was one point above, I'll absolutely take that any day of the week. Now, obviously, I don't think we've played any um, chips this week, but um, none of our captains really fired, which is uh, obviously quite disappointing to see. Now onto the league stats. There were a couple of triple captains used. Both of them were on the Gabonese Bamiang. One free hit, one bench boost, Seven wild cards, 
and a 30 captain Aubameyang in the top 50. Now, in our league, there was a top 20 stats, which was courtesy of FPL Game Week. One of the top 20, captain Helder Costa, which is really strange to see. But if it works for you, then sure. I think he blanked, but it was a really weird captain choice that I found that someone had gone with the Leeds asset. But it is what it is. Now, Matt, over to you with the so-called guru section. We might have to uh, rename that to the also-around section if you don't pick up. <laughs> but... Um, who do you think will fire in the final game week before the next international break? So we'll start. I've got my uh, my five form players to begin with. Um, so my current five form players in, in FPL, we've got Calvert-Lewin. We spoke about him last week as my five form players, but I just can't take him out at the moment. There's, there's three weeks in a row now with a goal. Um, you know, Obviously got a hat trick in game week two. He's returned another goal this week. He scored on the opening day, so... It's very hard to look past Calvert-Lewin. Another one of my five is Lamptey from Brighton, the right back. You know, he got an assist on the weekend. He's getting forward a lot. Been linked with Bayern Munich lately as well. So he's a very talented fullback and he's getting on the end of, uh, sorry, he's getting up and down that, that right flank. So definitely one to watch for as a form player. A third one, it's, yeah, this is a choice. Again, it's probably not going to be a popular one uh, with the uh, FPL community, but Tyrone Mings, I've, I've put in as my five form players. You know, he's on two weeks in a row now with double digit scores. Uh, Bamford at Leeds, striker, another goal. So that's three weeks in a row with a goal. And my fifth form player for the week is Malpe from Brighton. Eight points, scored a penalty, got a double in uh, game week two as well. So that's two weeks on the trot with points. So. They're my uh, five form players for current FPL. Obviously, there's a lot of goals going and a lot of penalties also. But who do you think are the three teams that we should watch out for in game week four? Three teams to watch out for. Um, I've gone for Wolves at home to Fulham. I think Fulham speaks for itself with their current form. Uh, got a bit of a, a paste in at home to uh, Aston Villa on the weekend. So Wolves at home to Fulham. Um, I'm going to go with Liverpool away at Villa as well. I think Liverpool is three wins from fr- uh, from three. Aston Villa away. I know Villa have won their first two, but you know they were uh, pretty poor for the majority of last season and Liverpool you know, dominated the league. So I'm really liking the look of Liverpool at Villa this weekend. Uh, my last one, I've gone with Everton at home to Brighton purely based on form and being at home. And it was tough to pick those three this weekend. I, I, I also was very hard to, to leave out Leicester with a nice home game against West Ham. Um, but if I'm going to pick the three for me, it's got to be Wolves, Liverpool and Everton. And Leicester, yeah, they're on the edges. Um, I think with West Ham getting that 4-0 win against Wolves, I know Leicester come out and beat City 5-2, but I just think uh, Everton edge it for me. Fair play. Now, um who do you think your captain picks are? Are they based in any of those three teams or have you gone a bit outlandish for the uh, for the captain this week? In terms of captains, um, I've looked at Jamie Vardy, home to West Ham, Salah away at Villa, Jimenez at home to Fulham. A couple more here, which again, you know, City didn't do too well last weekend, but I'm not going to look uh, past De Bruyne or Sterling again. I, I like those as captain options. Away at Leeds, Leeds do like to. I know they kept the clean sheet against Sheffield United, but they, you know, they're, they're known to concede goals in their first two two weeks. So it's tough. I just think City are going to bounce back with goals. So De Bruyne and Sterling. And then my last captain pick, he was transferred out by most people last weekend, uh, surprisingly, because 
Arsenal have a good fixture at home to Sheffield United, I'm going to have to go with Aubameyang as a, you know, a strong uh, home captain choice. There's a few good picks there. Obviously, I think Sheffield United is actually a four on the FDR. They're not playing like it at the minute. Three losses at the start of the season. No goals for the first time in the first three league games in the club's history, which is a mental stat there. Uh, so, uh, Matt, who do you think the five are to watch out for this week coming into game week four? And any differentials that you might notify to put the uh, to put them on notice? Yeah, look, I've picked my uh, my five to watch for. So I've gone two of, two of them are going to be ones to watch. And then I've picked three differentials this week, which I really like the look of. So my two that I'd, I'd be putting in there as ones to watch, Raul Jimenez, home fixture to Fulham. Like he got his own goal last week, which obviously wasn't great, but Fulham at home, that's a uh, that, that's surely three points on the board here for Wolves. And Jimenez, with, you'd expect at least a goal from Jimenez. Um, so Raul Jimenez, I think he's, if you've got the uh, option to bring him in, I'd be bringing in Raul Jimenez this week. My other one to watch, Danny Ings at home to West Brom. Danny Ings has now had two solid game weeks with goals. And West Brom conceded three against Chelsea, conceded five against Everton. And then on the first weekend, they also conceded, was it uh, was it game week one for West Brom? They conceded a few goals in the first game week to Leicester. That's right, three goals to Leicester. So um, Danny Ings for me against a very, uh, very poor West Brom defence. And then if we're going to look at differentials, I'm going to go with James Madison, 2.7% ownership. And I know he's had a, a long-term injury, but he slowly edged his way back into the side off the bench. He scored an absolute screamer against Man City on the weekend. And I think if he, if, if we get the team news early and we think he's going to be in the starting 11, it's hard to look past Madison at 2.7% ownership, 7 million. And he's an absolute dead ball specialist as well. So I'm really, really liking James Madison this week. Another one, a little bit out of the ordinary as a differential, is Tammy Abraham. He's got 2.7% ownership. He did score on the weekend for Chelsea, and it looked like they're going to be playing the change of formation where Werner's going to be out on the left, and Tammy Abraham looks to have taken back that central uh, striking option. So 2.7% uh, ownership, Crystal Palace at home. But Palace are quite a tough side, but again, just in terms of 2.7% ownership, hard to look past him. And my last one is going to be Rehad Mahrez as a differential. He got 12 points on the weekend. And with Leeds away, I think it's going to be quite an open contest. He's only got 3.3% ownership. So for me, that's that's certainly a differential. So you've got Tammy Abraham, Mahrez, James Madison as the differentials. And then the two to get in for game week four. It's got to be Jimenez and Ings as, as strikers this week. Brilliant. Now, you've obviously taken a bit of a hit having a pretty poor game week, but um, this is where you flourish in the Scouts eleven. Can you claim back some of that status with a, a few good picks here, do you reckon? Well, I hope so. It, this was a very, very tough 11 to pick this week. There's a couple of teams I've left off, which I'm not too happy about. Southampton at home to West Brom. Uh, Arsenal against Sheffield United at home are both absent. I've completely missed the, the Man United Spurs game, but I just feel there's other players in there that need to be in your uh, in your lineup this week. And I'm talking about Calvert Lewin, Jimenez, Hamas Rodriguez, liking Mo Salah. This is you know the third week in the trot that I spoke about Mo Salah, but away at Villa, I think Liverpool are going to get a lot of space on that counter attack. Um, I've gone with another a Liverpool triple up. I'm going to go with both fullbacks. So. Robertson got 10 points against Arsenal and he was bombing forward for pretty much the whole game. So really liking the look of Robertson. 
Alexander-Arnold again, assist in the week. I feel like they're due a clean sheet, Liverpool. Um, where they did keep one against Chelsea, um, but I feel like they're, they're due another another clean sheet. Um, captain, I've put Sterling on the armband, which is probably going to be a bit controversial considering there's a lot of other good options this week and City just got hammered 5-2, but I think Leeds are going to be quite open at the back and I just feel like City are going to bounce back. So Sterling's the, uh, the armband for me. I've just got a good feeling that he might might grab a couple. And then in defence, Connor Cody. Again, like this is within the 100 million budget. So Cody for 5 million, I had to get another Wolves player in there. And uh, sorry, Ollie, but I had to put Dunn in there because he's he's 4 million. He's away at Newcastle and we saw on the weekend, Newcastle don't like to have too many shots on goal. So um, I'm liking the look of, of Dunn and I feel, I think it's just got nil-nil written all over it, that that Newcastle-Burnley game, unless there's a, um, you know, a dodgy handball or something that happens. So that's why I've gone with Darlow, the uh, the maestro in goal who made many a save last weekend. Um, so that that's the uh, scout 11 for me, I think. The Liverpool triple up, you can't go wrong this week away at Villa. I just think were you, were you, were you not right tempted now. to put Mane in there instead of Salah? Obviously, he seems a bit hotter at the minute. Yeah, I know. I know Mane got, got his goal, but I think it's two game weeks now without a goal for Salah. Plus, he's on penalties. I really like my penalty takers um, yeah. or set, set piece takers as well. Uh, Jimenez, you, you'd expect him to be on, on pens at Wolves, Salah on pens at Liverpool, Madison on free kicks at Leicester. Um, and yeah, Salah over Mane for me. I just think Salah Salah doesn't go three weeks without a goal. Yeah, it's true. And what about um, obviously KDB? Obviously, he's not in there. Still, you've gone Sterling because you're yeah. obviously fan- fancying him a lot um, instead of uh, KDB. And obviously, he's on penalties as well. But so is that not maybe? Um, I've gone Sterling over De Bruyne. That's a good point with De Bruyne being on penalties. But Sterling for me. Based on the fact there's no Aguero, there's no Jesus, so I'm starting. To, I'm, I'm feeling Sterling may go central. Um, he played striker the day, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And Sterling does get those games where he likes to. He bundles goals, so you know he does like to get a hat trick here and there or a double every now and then. I just think this is the week for Sterling. He got an assist in his first game week. You know, this weekend he he still had quite a few shots on goal, and and he got in and around. You know, in and around the penalty area in the box, and uh, I think I think this is the game week for Sterling again. Though, like De Bruyne's a good option, but for me, yeah, Sterling's just uh, there's something about him. Uh, there's something about this fixture that I, I think we're going to see a lot of goals this weekend. All, all the He's, pressure's on you, on you with it, that one, mate. It is. And what about uh, obviously? Just I'm just looking at my uh, my team. Obviously for this week, I was thinking I'm looking at your scout eleven. I was even thinking Calvert Lewin would be a good shout for captain. Is that what? What do you think about that? Yeah, Calvert Lewin's a good shout. I, I tend see my preference is to captain midfielders based on usually if a midfielder gets it, you know, if a midfielder scores a goal, they get an extra point. You tend to find the midfielders when they score a goal, they're a bit more likely to get the bonus points as well. Nice. Okay. Um, but Calvert Lewin's a good choice. Um, but yeah, I've just got this feeling about Sterling, so I've just got to hope he doesn't end up getting two points. I'm sure we're all uh, excited to see if that comes in next week. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so now on to the guest section obviously we started that last week but this week we've got um, another guest on it's Birmingham fan James who's also in our Jazz League James how are you? Yeah yeah good mate how you doing? Yeah very well thank you just quickly before we move on to FPL um, your second favourite team Aston Villa have uh, just gone on and signed Ross Barkley just minutes ago as we're recording this on a season long loan 
from Chelsea. So what do you think about that? Obviously, you weren't wanting to be doing well, if um, obviously, as a Blues fan. No, and that means he's, com- he's completely ruled out from my fantasy now all year. Um, but uh, no, to be honest, that it's, look, he's he's a good player, isn't he? When, he? when he's on song, he's he's a good player. And for Villa, that's a um, pretty good signing, I think. Um, hopefully he takes a bit of long line off um, Jack Grealish. So, James, your current position in the FPL Mini League, obviously, we've seen your team. It's in front of us right now. You haven't done too bad. So, how, where do you sit currently in the uh, Mini League? I believe I am 18th. I think I've just snuck into the top 20. 19th, sorry. Um, so, I've um, just, just snuck into the top 20, um, which I think is pretty good. This is, I think we've got over 100 people in there, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, about 15 points over average this week. Um, yeah, I was um, pretty impressed with Fernandez's 100 minute goal. Five points, can't go wrong with that as a score for the week. Um, Jamie Vardy, I've stuck with Vardy since the start, and he's got what five goals now in two games. I think how many have been penalties? Are four out of five been penalties, I think. Two against West Brom, three, two against um, City, so yeah, four. Yeah, so not much from open play, but um, I'll be sticking with him. Um, yeah, obviously a bit of a thing with Son. I'm not entirely sure how long Son's out for. Um, Matt, I suppose you probably know. I think he'll be back in two or four weeks, maybe. Yeah, after the international breaks, what they're saying. So like, you might want to uh, get rid of him this weekend. And then after the international break, mate, you want to be bringing in him bringing him back in. You've got to get a Spurs play- another Spurs player back in there, mate. Or Bale, Gareth Bale. Okay, yeah, no, I think yeah he'll he'll be coming out this week and um, yeah I think obviously good points from Clint with the assist and Walker Peters also with a clean sheet. Uh, I think the only thing that I was a bit disappointed with this week was my goalkeeping choice and I left six points on the bench. Now, Birmingham, uh, James, obviously mentioned you are a Birmingham fan. Obviously, in the Championship, mm-hmm. a lot of people listening might not follow the Championship, but um, you happy with Birmingham start of the season? Obviously, three games in. Two draws and a good opening day win against Brentford. How do you reckon they'll go this season? Yeah, well, it, it looks like the um, the new manager, uh, Karenk, has studied the ship a bit because we've always been a team that just leaks goal like no tomorrow. And I think we've only conceded, yeah, maybe two two in the three games. So we're, we're looking solid at the back. We've um, made a couple of good signings. We, we've just signed a, a, a centre half, I think, um, centre defensive midfielder from Atletico Bilbao called Mikel. And Jose, I'm not sure yeah, if anyone yeah. knows. Him. San Jose, yeah, yeah. So which, which for us looks like a pretty big, big coup. So yeah, pretty happy with that. Yeah, no, we've made some good signings, and um, I'll be honest, I, I think mid-table for us again this year. I, I can't see us making the playoffs, but we'll, you know, we'll give it our best crack. And uh, back to the Premier League, obviously, James, we just spoke about your team and how well you did this week. Did you make any transfers the, fall- the previous week to change your team up this week? Or was this the team you had for game week two as well? No, no, no. I did, I did make the one transfer. I brought in um, Foden. Um, I like Foden. I think he's, I think he's going he's gonna to be starting week in, week out at the moment. I think he's six, six and a half now off, off memory. Um, yeah, he's not on. He's not on pens like De Bruyne, and he's he's not on free um, corners. I don't think or free kicks. But I think for the for the price that he is, I think he's going to net some really good points. And yeah, I flooded him in last week, and I'll be keeping him in uh, away at Leeds this weekend. They've obviously took a bit of a hammer in Man City, and I think they're going to bounce back. Like 
I honestly think they're going to score about three or four goals. That's a bold prediction, but that's why I think this weekend might go for them. And I'm hoping Foden is going to be one of them. Now, obviously, we've got an international break coming up after this game week, so you've got a lot of time to contemplate players you want to bring in. Who will you be, who will you be watching in the international break? Um, who will you be looking at to maybe bring into your team post after international fixtures? Um, possibly, well, obviously, Bale's going to be a big one. I'm not entirely sure if he's going to be fit for whoever Wales have got over the break, but it'd be interesting to see if he if he gets a game. Um, yeah, Son's going to come out of my team this week. and. Um, I'm thinking as to whether I take uh, Timo out and put in a bit of a cheaper striker. I've got my eye on um, either Wilson or Jimenez. Um, they've got a, on paper, Wolves have got some nice fixtures coming up at the moment. I know they took a bit of a hammer at the weekend. I think they're going to bounce back and that will um, free up a lot of room for me. I think if I drop out Timo for one of those two, I've got. Uh, enough money to get anybody in, so then I could be looking at one of the big hitters because I don't I don't have any of the so-called big boys in my team, and that's the only thing that might draw me back um, coming over the next few weeks. So yeah, that's that's a couple of a couple of things I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, just Good on Wales just quickly. Just on Wales just quickly. They've got England next. Their first fixture against England in the international break. So should be interesting to see if Gareth Bale does play against that and if he comes up against some of his former, uh, sorry, future Tottenham teammates. And obviously, James, obviously being a, uh, a Birmingham fan yourself, do you have any favourite players in the Premier League, however? I've got a few disfavourite players, but uh, <laughs> favourite players, um, I don't know if I have to be honest. Um, it'd probably just be a few of the old Birmingham boys, but they they don't get much game time. Obviously, I'm I'm a fan of Che, and Che had a Che Adams had a, a pretty pretty terrible year last year up until the last few games. But he seems to be I haven't seen the percentage, but I know a lot of people have gone with him in fantasy this year, and he obviously got an assist at the weekend. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with Che or Demarvi Gray. James, have either of them players had their uh, shirt retired when they left or not? <laughs> I was going to say, you must be a fan of Jude Bellingham out in Dortmund. Yeah, he's, 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 and I've, I've watched the, I've watched, I think, all of Dortmund's games so far. He, I think he's played in all of them and he's, he's, looked, he's looked brilliant. And they've got, uh, they've got Bayern Munich tonight in the Super Cup. And I think he'll, he'll probably get the start again. And um, yeah, for a, for a 17-year-old lad, I, I, I never saw him in the flesh. I was over in Melbourne. Since since he's played for us, since he's been the first team, so I've never actually seen him. But I've always had my mates just <laughs> on the phone after every game saying, "You've got to see this kid." Um, yeah, we got some good money for him. We're, we're a club that, as you probably well remember, get hit a bit by the um, by the football governing body for uh, what we do financially, and we've had points deductions, and so he, he had to be sold. But now he's a he's a fantastic player, and. You never know. I, I, I wouldn't put it past if he gets a little look into the Euros next year. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it we'll we'll pans out for him and Dortmund this year. Also in draft, you're on the end of a unlucky result. Uh, one point to Jack, actually, which was a bit of a shock, considering Jack's ability. But um, more on that later. But um, obviously, thanks for coming on the podcast. Again, if you're still flying later on in the season, then uh, you're welcome back on. But uh, thanks for coming on and good luck for the rest of the season. All good. Cheers, mate. Cheers, fellas. So now onto the draft side of the FPR Addicts and Esports Live 
podcast segment. If you haven't seen the live draft yet, it's still up on um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, Facebook. It's still there. So if you want to watch all the live picks, that is still available to you. Now, this was the first weekend we had. Obviously, we've just had James on for the guest segment. Now, he was on the wrong end of a one-point defeat to Jack, who was buzzing about that one. He said it was the only win he'll get all season, but he's absolutely drinking it in because you (laughs) would not believe it. He has actually got a win. That feels weird saying that, but it's happened. (laughs) Now, a more straightforward one. This one was always going to happen. Elliot doubled, um, obviously, my dad's score. She wasn't too buzzing about us. He's hit, leaves him on the bottom of the league. So Shola Amiobi Kenobi, bit of a mouthful, is absolutely flying. Um, so that was a great start for Elliot there. Uh, Rolando and Matt was the end, on the end of another low-scoring game. It feels like that one was basically a one-nil, a nil-nil rather, and it was a late one. You know, last-minute kind of stuff because that was boring. That's boring. That's too low-scoring. But the guru does his job, gets his points. Um, perhaps a little bit lucky there. Um, obviously James had 80 more points than him and was on the wrong end of it. So um, a bit harsh for him. And obviously David put up a decent fight. Thought I was in a bit of trouble there, but I got the job done. Highest score in that draft week. And um, across all those 51 points, I was really happy with that, but it was a great game there. High score and thriller, but I'll take the three points. Top of the league. Hopefully that's where I'll stay for the rest of the season. Now, moving on to the table, if we can, obviously we know who's top of it, obviously. Um and I'm not. I'm not planning to move. So um, I'm. I'm there. Jack second. So he's absolutely buzzing with that. Elliot in third, and then Matt um, obviously rules off the Champions League places, which will be the only Spurs player in the top four this season. Um, James in fifth, and we've got David in sixth. Rolando, and then obviously my old man's propping up the table as he expected to. So no surprises there. Onto a bit of waiver news now. Matt's obviously made some transactions, but doesn't want to um, reveal them. He's staying tight-lipped in case one of us swoops in and takes them. But a bit of waiver news. I know that obviously my dad's gone. Gareth Bale and Andros Townsend to rectify his absolute train wreck of a team, so they'll be in his team for the next game week, which is at eight o'clock on Saturday night Australian time, which will be eleven o'clock local time. So don't obviously miss out. You've got to make sure your teams for both draft and classic are set before that time. So now onto the fixtures for game week four in the draft section. We've got Jack and David. So two very good scores, both of them. So a bit, it's a bit of a heavyweight clash, this one, isn't it? Didn't expect to be saying that. But 2020 has been a weird year and here's just another iteration <laughs> of that. Um, <laughs> I've got Rolando. So again, could be a shock away win for Rolando, but hopefully, 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 hopefully I can go two from two. Matt and Elliot, clash of the Titans, you could say. And that should be a great clash between the Delhi Tubbies and Shola Amiobi Kenobi. I think the two best names we can probably say in the draft league. And obviously we've got the Mac lads and Chicken Tikka Mo Salah squaring off in the final fixture before the international break. Over to Classic. Um, obviously, we're going to have to make transfers. Obviously, with a lot of us having Son, he's going to have to go. But Elliot, go into depth into what you're thinking of doing for game week four. So for this week, mate, what I'm looking at is, I've already made my transaction, so I'm not looking at it. This is what I'm looking at. This is my team. Sticking with McCarthy and Walker-Peters, they've got some nice fixtures ahead of them. I think they've got, I don't know who they've got next, but they've got some red. I think Van Dyke and Trent, I'm hoping they can get a clean sheet away to Aston Villa. James Justin gets the start. I think on the break, West Ham can be quite uh, weak. 
So I think his pace will be used quite a lot on that right-hand side, especially against Aaron Cresswell if he's playing because he is not the fastest. Uh, James Rodriguez, I'm hoping, you know, every single game he's played that I've watched him so far, he, he's been brilliant. But if he doesn't get an assist or goal, like you don't really often get much to show for that in FBL. So I'm hoping he can get something on the score sheet. Salah, who gets my captain's armband, I just think, you know, Villa are the only team to have not conceded a goal this season, but I just, I think they'll fall apart. I could see three or four going Liverpool's way if all goes well. Bruno Fernandes, who was one of my transfers in this week, I got rid of Son and Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty, obviously, he hasn't got a clean sheet for me yet this season, so I think it's just time to move on with him. Spurs defenders, you can never trust them. So uh, Bruno Fernandes, obviously, on penalties, I mean, what more do you want at the minute with all the handballs and VAR going around? And then we've got St. Maximan, who is a bit touch and go with whether he's going to start. I think if he does start, he's got the chance to do something against Burnley, who aren't, you know, they'll probably set up 4-4-2 defensively, you know, try and whack it long as, as they do. But I think he can do something with his magic. If he doesn't play, I've got one of my new transfers, Mitchell, sitting on the bench. They've got Chelsea. So I'm not hoping for too much from him there but if it's just one or two points you know that's better than zero at the end of the day then Kane got a decent record against Man United so I do back him in to grab one even though it's at Old Trafford no fans there obviously but I'm hoping he can get on the score sheet and then Jimenez who's going to be my vice captain for the week away at Fulham I just think you know as Matt was saying before midfielders I think if Salah gets a goal and even an assist he's on for three bonus points which you're looking at you know, 14, 15 points. It's going to be a big haul for him. So if Jimenez scores twice, I'll be disappointed. But, you know, it's it's Fulham, it's Wolves. Obviously, we saw them lose 4-0 to West Ham this week. So you never know how it's going to go. But that's how I'm shaping up this week. Hoping for better than the average this week. I've got high hopes for it. So you just have to find out next week if it all comes crashing down. Now, Matt, they say you're only as good as your worst game week. I mean, they don't say <laughs> that. I've just made that one up. But you've had a you've had a little bit of a shocker, but I'm tipping you to rebound. How do you think you're going to do it? Yeah, look, my my team this week is in a bit of a crisis because we've got Son. He's obviously got the uh, the red red marker over him with his injury. I've got Saint Maximin still in there. Like I've been wanting to get rid of him for a few weeks, but you know I'm not one to wild card quickly, and I want to just keep my team considering I've kind of basis team for the first five to ten game weeks so um transfer wise son is going to come out for now because of the injury i've not decided on my pick it's it's going to potentially be james madison um but i'm going to see who leicester play um in the Carabao cup although actually uh, unless leicester are knocked out of the Carabao cup actually i believe so um maybe that puts madison more in my favor given that he gets a week off so yeah, I'm looking at a Leicester player. It's going to be Madison, maybe Harvey Barnes. Um, there's not much else I can do. I don't like to take hits. I don't think Ben Davies is going to going to play against United. He'll be playing in the Europa League on Thursday night, and I can't see him playing against Man United away. Um, so unless I use a wild card, there's not much else I can kind of do with set maximum and Mitchell away at Chelsea and still having Matt Doherty in there. So I think I'm just going to stick to my guns. I've been talking high about Sterling as well. So I've got the armband on him for now. It's going to be between him and Salah. And I've still got Havertz in there as well, a home game, and he was rested last night. So I'm I'm not too confident, given I've not got any uh, you know Southampton strikers. 
Um, there's a few other players I've not got, like Obama Yang. There's a couple of other guys I'm missing, but look, I've just got to see how I go. I'd happily uh, get the average score this week, and my team's mainly set up for that game week five and, and beyond. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm, I'm excited for Rich Allison again, though. He's, he's bagged in the last two weeks, so see how we go. Brilliant stuff. Now, over to Jack. Obviously, we've mentioned that Le- um, Leicester are knocked out of the Carabao Cup. Manchester United aren't. They're returning to the scene of some VAR crime back at the Amex. But um, do you have any Man United players featuring in your plans for this game week? Um, no, I haven't, actually. Um, I've kind of... Um, obviously, I took Martial, who's my only United player, who uh, in from uh, last week he went out, Calvert-Lewin came in, um, and I was just looking at the... Trying to see who could maybe fit in now, looking at Greenwood and you know, looking at the low value ones. But I've decided to obviously stay away from the United ones at the moment. And probably Fernandez, um, can't really afford him currently, um, with um, my team. So, yeah, left, stayed away from the United players. Um, going into my team, what it's kind of looking like going into the week, I'm actually quite excited about hitting over 50 potentially this week. Um, we'll see how that looks and goes, but. Um, I took um, my, my only transfer this week is uh, Aubameyang for Mane. Um, Mane and Salah are in there now. I'm, I'm excited about that against Villa. Um, I couldn't really get Grealish out of there at the minute, but if anyone's going to play decent for Aston Villa, it's going to be Grealish, um, I, I suppose. And he's probably going to be on pen duty as well, I imagine. Um, William um, is still in there and hanging on, even though I've kind of said that every week I'm going to drop him. Um, but I will be looking to maybe put him out in the next couple of weeks. But on direct free kicks as well. He can stay in there and hopefully he bags against Southampton. And then um, obviously KD being there too. Now, similar to Matt, um, a City player or a Liverpool player is captain. Uh, I'm favouring De Bruyne at the moment, but Salah could quite easily go in there. And obviously I mentioned uh, earlier about Calvert-Lewin. Quite fancied him as a captain as well, but now the guru has spoken about the uh, the extra points from the midfield and the captain. I'm going to uh, stick with the guru and back him for once. Um, and in defence... Kind of left it as it is. They've all got um, home games apart from Mitchell. Um, so hopefully uh, Crystal Palace can do a job on Chelsea. Um, and yeah, everything apart from that stays as it is. Looking pretty settled and excited for this coming game week. Great team. Now, my team, I'll be making two transfers. I've said that Van Dyke will be on his way out and Tariq Lamptey will be the man coming in for me. Um, obviously, Van Dyke, he's, um, you know, he's a Big player, he's a goal threat, but I think he's got to go for me. I've got to make way. I've got to make Son go as well. He's going to go up to Bruno Fernandez. Obviously on penalties, got a massive haul at the weekend, so I've got to go someone down. I toyed going Son to Mitchell, but I think I'm going to get rid of the uh, Liverpool centre back and bring Interic Lamptey, who's really impressed me. Actually, the former Chelsea man. So it'll be Van Dyke down to Lamptey and Son to Fernandez. Obviously, I like making my transfers as late as possible in case of injury. Obviously, there's a lot of Carabao Cup games, Tottenham have also got the Europa League qualifier, so I don't want Kane to get injured or, or anything like that. As in terms of captain shot, I'm going a bit of a left field one. It's not really left field, it's a bit disrespectful to call him left field, but Danny Ings will be my captain shot. We've not mentioned him at all. Um, I've got a little thing, I don't know if, uh, if my screen is up, we had a bit of an issue with that before, but I've got a little thing called FPL Tools here, which if you use Chrome, is a great little thing you can use. It shows the uh, fixtures coming up, the uh, FDR as well is there. I think that's projected points in the square bracket there. Um, might be doubled, but 15.6 points. Round up, 16 points would be a great haul. I think West Brom, they look very shaky at the back. We've talked about their defensive frailties. Three goals conceded against Leicester and against Chelsea. 
So I don't back them keeping a clean sheet. I think Danny Ings will be the beneficiary. And I think that might be the game where my game week, it starts, um, you know, it's flying off the back of that, I think. West Brom, they're frail at the back. They're uh, very fragile. So I think Danny Ings will have a field day. So that's why I've got the armband on him. Just shading Salah. Obviously, this is subject to change. But I think if I don't go Ings, it will be Salah that I will captain. So that's how my team's looking. Hopefully I can go above the average again and uh, try and get up towards the top of our mini league. Just, just, just on that, that note, just on that note, that note Ollie, uh, I'm just looking at your screen. Obviously, you've mentioned about the FPL tools. This is absolutely incredible for anyone who's not uh, watching the video cast. But the um, the FPL tools that uh, we've got on the screen here that was attached to Ollie's, as you mentioned, it's a Chrome extension. 100% I'm down- downloading that in just a moment um, and adding that on because I just feel like it's cheating and I'm all on top of that for sure, uh, seeing those stats right in front of me. Um, so, yeah, if you've not downloaded that, we'll put it in the... Uh, on the on the screen for the video cast and um if you hit uh, on our socials we'll add it on there on the comments as well on the when we post but yeah uh, that's a that's a great tool nice find ollie no wonder you've been yeah. doing so well I, I don't actually often use it i'm often on safari but i've just hopped on the chrome to do the podcast and realized okay i have this here so i need to use it more often but it's a it's a very nifty little tool here that you can use it's fpl tools it's a chrome extension as i've said so i definitely if you're an, if you're an avid fpl manager I definitely use this. You've obviously got the fixtures that are coming up. The fixtures are gone. The points that are there. And so then you've got the uh, three fixtures just gone. And then the two coming after the uh, next game week. So the three to come, three gone. It's absolutely class to use. Um, I think that might provide you an edge over your rivals. So that's what I'd be using. Now, another great podcast, lads. Um, Obviously, we'll have to see how we go. Um, now, Elliot, do you think this week you might actually get a bit of the average for once, or do you reckon you'll be uh, lingering in mediocrity again? Well, look, you say for once, 66%, two out of three so far that I've been over the average, so hoping to make that 75% this week. But I'm pretty confident. I've talked myself up a lot this week, so it's, it's going to all come crashing down. I can't wait for Kane to go off injured, Bruno to miss two penalties. But yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. Don't want to talk too much yet, but hopefully back above the average this week. So that would be great to see if you can do that. Um, lads, thanks for the session. Um, thanks for obviously the podcast, another brilliant one. We'll be back next week to see how we all went this week. Obviously, an international break coming up, which is never nice for FPL. But uh, we'll, sp- we'll see you lot soon. And uh, hopefully your FPL week goes as well as ours hopefully will. Take care. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this live eSports fixture here.